Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. If you want to get in touch with the show, email us at illegalmotionpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at illegal underscore motion. Thanks for downloading. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. In Los Angeles, California, I'm the professor, Matt Perkins. And joining us from Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA, it's the coach, the middle of spring football, Corey Burton. Well, we're in the middle of planning for spring football. We, uh, we get rolling next week. We open spring practice on Tuesday. We have a good uh, dress rehearsal walkthrough on Monday just to kind of get the kids used to uh, what's going on. And then uh, from there, we're going to get rolling. And then we'll be the next 15 days where we get our 10 practices, our, our two scrimmages. And we're, we're going we're gonna to be rocking and rolling, guys. Uh, it feels great to be back. It, 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 it's almost like we haven't been here in a while. Um, it's almost like we haven't seen you guys in a while. This almost feels like a, feels like a reunion after a long layoff. But, uh, you know, without further ado, let's get this show kicked off. Matt, how's your neck feeling? Uh, my neck is good. I am a week and a half out of uh, an anterior, anterior cervical discectomy infusion. I do not need to go into what all that means. But let's just say I am still in a neck brace. But uh, spirits are high, and I'm off painkillers. So I should be... Um, at least as coherent as usual. Um, so, uh, but the third member of the three amigos here in the second city, a man who knows a surprisingly uh, significant amount about syphilis, <laughs> blogger Josh Cook. Oh yeah, you know it's it, it comes and goes. You know, just oh, those call girls down in New Orleans. I just can't help myself. But I'm more curious. Uh, where are your where are your satellite camps? The spring court. My satellite camps are all over. Um, there's one on the moon. There's one. Uh, oh, wait. Not those satellites. Damn. Oh, you didn't get one I, on Titan and EO, uh, the our moon, moons of Jupiter? No? No, not yet. Uh, we're we're okay, working that out, though. Okay. I would have had my satellite camps in Hawaii for a all-expense-paid all business trip by my university. That seems like a, a very, uh, you know, reasonable thing. There, there's talent out in Hawaii, Marcus Mariota. Uh, I think yeah. there's a couple of couple of good prospects, uh, a couple of good high school prospects this year. I mean, seriously, well. like just turn in that receipt from the luau and have uh, the AD pay for it. Done. All right. Well, um, let's, uh, I don't know, let, let, let's get Urban Meyer and, uh, and Harbaugh up on the phone and see if they can't get something going. All right. Well, we are back um, with our uh, with our last installment, I think, here of um, of the of the mascots. Uh, whoa, nicknames. whoa, whoa! Nicknames. You're nicknames. leaving out. You're leaving out the America special where we do CUSA and the American Conference. This is true. That that I, I'm sorry. I misspoke. Let's rewind the tape there for a second. <laughs> We're here with the penultimate edition of the nickname specials that we are doing here on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. Yes, penultimate, one of my favorite words. Um, and uh, we are doing, we're keeping it in uh, with our Midwest peeps today with the Mac and the Big Ten. Um, so we'll go group of five first, starting, you guys know how it works by now. We go worst to best around the horn um, and argue why the mascots um, slash nicknames are either awesome or are terrible. So, um, uh, so Josh, why don't you kick us off? What is the worst mascot in the Mac? Well... I think you guys can guess where I'm going, um, but in honor of them no longer being a part of the conference, I do want to give a quick shout-out to the UMass Minutemen, who I had as my number one, if they were still a part of the league, because that's just an awesome nickname. But since we're not doing independence, they were never going to get ranked, so I'll, uh, as they say, pour one out for uh, UMass. But my dead last, my dead last nickname is uh, two words, no space, two capitals in it, and it's from Oxford, Ohio. It is the Miami University Red Hawks. 
no surprise there for anyone who has listened to any of these episodes. We, Josh, we know how you feel about color plus generic mascot. This time it's color plus generic mascot equals misspelled word. <laughs> so, all right, Coach, what, what have you got uh, coming in DFL? DFL, uh, I think Josh and I, well, we, we share that one. I, I, the Red Hawks, you know, generic color and bird right. uh, just doesn't work for me. Well, I I have to be consistent. If Boston College was going to be last <laughs> in the ACP, and um, you know, I I, I just I, I have to keep it consistent. So I'm sorry, guys, um, but I have the Eagles um, coming in dead last. So Eastern Michigan. Oh yeah. So it's the, to be yeah. fair, to be fair, dead last is something Eastern Michigan is used to when it comes to football-related topics, or almost any athletics. DFL. <laughs> I wish they were really good at a super random sport, like they had uh, the best curling team in the MAC or something. Maybe, maybe they have a. I bet they have a phenomenal polo team. <laughs> I bet their women's bowling program is on point. Do you know whose women's bowling program is on point? Stephen F. Austin, the Lady Jacks, bringing home the NCAA title this past weekend. Dude, they, uh, I think they recruited some of their offensive linemen to play that. Just, by the way, if we were to break down the minutes spent per topic on this podcast, the American Conference and Stephen F. Austin would be surprisingly through the roof. Oh yeah, yes, they're getting a lot of love right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, we are we are trending. We are trending in Natchitoches, Texas. Ooh, or, or however you pronounce the name of that. Nagadoches. Nagadoches. Like, Scott, like Scotty Brocious. <laughs> Scott Brocious reference. Excellent. All right, Josh, who's coming in second to last? Let's keep this thing rolling. Um, well. In their defense, they do put a space between their two words that they slap together, but that's the only reason they're ahead of Miami, and that is Kent State Golden Flashes. Ooh, why so? Why why here? Like, flashes is not a generic. Uh, is, is not a generic name because I don't like the I don't like the color. It's just dumb. Just Kent State Flashes sounds cool. It's like Shades of the Chargers. But Golden Flashes suddenly sounds really childish. I actually think Golden Flash would be better than Golden Flashes. Fair enough. The, yeah. fact, the fact remains, I don't like the name. All right. <laughs> Coach, how about you? Well, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. The Ball State Cardinals. Ball State Cardinals. Yeah, again, another bird, Coach. You're uh, we're two for two here on the bottom with birds for you. Um, yeah. I, they, should, they should change to the Ball State urologists. Oh, that's I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, I, you, did there. you guys had Miami in last. I have them in second to last. Um, the Red Hawks, again, you guys have already said enough. Wait, wait. You, Everyone knows how we feel about color plus generic nickname. Once you get into the you know poor grammar with the generic nickname too, that just that upsets me. So um, what about the what about the country grammar? Uh, I mean, country grammar makes me happy. So because um, I'm going down, down, baby, yo. Okay, sorry, I don't need to be going there right now. But um, all right, Josh, I'm going to throw it back to you here, number ten. Any more well, music gonna- references? I, I can I can help you guys. Well, it, admittedly, I'm going to be gambling a little bit with this nickname because they might have a really cool origin story that I just never came across. But just something about the zips just does not do it for me. It's generic, yes, but it's it's like too abstract. No, it's the opposite of it's the opposite of generic. It's unique. That's what I mean. It's it's not generic, but it's so abstract that. I don't know what it is. And then to compound it, I know we're not talking about logos, but sometimes that's used as a tiebreaker because we're human. And their logo is a kangaroo. And Akron Roos, Akron Kangaroos, like that sounds cool. I don't know why you have a cool logo with a totally random word next to it. So, you know, maybe you guys have them higher because you did more research than me, but 
Just well, zip I, it I, doesn't doesn't do I, much for me. I, I, I will blow my, my my research load here on you right now. But, uh, <laughs> whoa! All right. Whoa! whoa. Keep, uh, keep the family show now. The, the Zip's name is unique in college athletics uh, and comes from, quote-unquote, zippers, rubber overshoes made by the B.F. Goodrich Company that were popular in the 1920s and 30s. So there you have it. Um, that is where Zips come from. It is from the local B.F. Goodrich manufacturing plant. So why don't they have a boot as their logo? Because you can't make a boot suit. <laughs> You could make you can make a zoot suit. Yes, you can make a zoot suit, <laughs> but you can't make a boot dance around and look cool. So they went with the only bet. They went with the next best thing, a kangaroo. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wait, hold on. I, I just need to read this for you though, Josh. You will appreciate this. Um, in 1925, a campus-wide contest had been conducted to choose a nickname for the university's athletic teams. Suggestions submitted by students, faculty, and alumni included Golden Blue Devils. That would be a double <laughs> match right there. Tip Toppers. I like Tip Toppers. Tip Toppers. Rubbernecks. Hillbillies. Chevaliers. Isn't a rubber isn't a rubberneck what you describe people who drive really slow so they can gawk at a car crash? Yes. And the final the final one, Josh, kangaroos. So there you have yeah. it. Hmm. I feel like if they had been the kangaroos, their logo would then have been a car crash. But <laughs> like their art department and naming department are on the opposite side of campus, and they don't ever call each other. I'm just curious as to what a golden blue devil would be. Well, it's a blue devil who uh, likes to wear gold. So is it is it like Mike Krzyzewski with a crown? Yes. Okay. Just I just wanted to make sure. If, if Mike Krzyzewski and Goldmember had a baby, <laughs> that's what it would be like. I, that is I, I, a I, horrifying I, thought. <laughs> you would have perfect hair. Yeah, it would have perfect but, hair. Think about yeah. that and try to think about that and try to uh, try to sleep tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to get back. Oh my god, we have gotten way off track. Um, oh, talking about Mike Shashevsky and gold members, perfectly on track. That's right where we want to be. <laughs> Corey, we don't pretend for you, bud. Well, not quite as exciting, but uh, I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Um, another bird. Uh, it didn't finish DFL because it would be un-American if it did. Um, unless your name is Matt Perkins. Unless your name is Matt Perkins. Uh, Eastern Michigan, uh, they do get credit for being from uh, uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan. Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti, Michigan. Is that is that the Upers? Are they the Upers? No, that's uh, Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech are the only school, two schools on the UP. Ah, so okay. Well, Ypsilanti is actually really close to Ann Arbor. Yeah. Oh, Ypsilanti. Uh, All right. Yes. So they get they get a little bit of credit there. I like the color scheme. Uh, they're the Eagles. They're it's American, so it's not DFL. But in this conference, yeah, it doesn't get much credit. Um, for me, Cardinal, not a scary bird. Moving on. All right, Josh. Let's keep let's keep it rolling with you. Uh. You said earlier. You said earlier, keeping it consistent, Matt. I this is something that I keep consistent, and that is at the end of the day, a bull is just a cow, not a very scary name. I didn't do well for the Longhorns. I haven't done well for other teams. Buffalo. All right. Broncos. The horse, of course. <laughs> well, I've I've got the Huskies. It's a dog. You know. Let's, you know, I mean, we got, I mean, a lot of, the, a lot of this conference, let's face it, it's pretty middling when it comes, when it comes to, when it comes to, when it comes to nicknames. Um, so, all right, Josh, what, what you got coming next? Well, I'm taking a trip down to Jerry Gergich's favorite town in Indiana. That's Muncie. That's home of Ball State. And they are the Cardinals. All right. Coach? Um, the Bowling Green Falcons. Uh, they're not the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they're the Bowling Green Falcons. 
not the Air Force Falcons. Uh, another bird. Uh, the only the only team that can truly pull it off is the Air Force Falcons because that is you know they're the Air Force. So. We're gonna have some strange aggregate scores. I can tell already. Uh, we have we oh we already do. Um, we already do. Um, so uh, here, um, I actually, coach, we actually agree again here. Um, I'm here with the Falcons as well, um, coming in at number eight. So, all right, Josh, seven. Yeah, I've got the most recent BCS representative from the state of Illinois, the Huskies out of DeKalb. It's a dog. It's a dog. So day D E is that French or Spanish? Because it's in the is French. Is that D E or D U? D E. D E. Okay, so I know I know I've taken enough Spanish that I know Calb is not a Spanish word. Is that a French thing? Of Calb? No, that is Calb? I think it's some uh, of Calb. No, I actually have no idea what the etymology of DeKalb is. Calb isn't a suburb of Nice or something? Uh, I, I, I do not believe so. Um, but uh, um, uh, it, is, it is named for Baron Johann de Kalb, a major general in the American Revolutionary War. Oh, all right. So, and... He's a uh, Johann Johann de Kalb, um, actually his his full name is Johann von Robe Baron de Kalb, who was just born Johann Kalb, but he just made his name super long. Was a Bavarian born French military officer. So he was born in Germany, uh, thought, uh, considered himself French, and fought in the fought for the Continental Army in the Revolutionary War. Huh. I feel like he would be a pain in the ass to be friends with. Um, oh, wow, he is uh, he's German French American. Yeah. So so he probably celebrates all of the holidays. He's, pro- he's probably getting drunk on Bastille Day, Independence Day, and whatever those Germans celebrate. I'm not sure what I, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what they celebrate either. That's he's a, probably that's drinking from Das Boot. Oh, Oktoberfest during Austin. Oh my god! <laughs> where, where did we go wrong, guys? Oh, this is brilliant. Okay, go I'm just biting. I'm just biting my tongue because if I say something about Germany, I yeah. know what topic I'll connect it to. So yeah, I'm in a I'm in a mood where everything's funny. <laughs> so I was just gonna say, uh, I, I I wonder how he feels about VE Day, but happy um, <laughs> or sad? VE Day? Yeah. Um, yes. Is he happy or sad? Um, yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> All right. Corey, well, who, who's here for you at, uh, at seven? Well, uh, I'm going to go with the Rockets here. Uh, I don't know. What are you was... guys smoking? <sighs> I don't know. I'm going to go with the Rockets here. Just for some reason, the only Rockets I can think of is the Houston Rockets. So. <laughs> And the city of Houston is relevant. It's a relevant reference to the city of Houston. Um, the uh, Toledo Rockets, Josh, unless you can convince me otherwise, I just don't think it's quite as relevant. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not sure what Toledo has to do with yeah, – no, Northwest Ohio doesn't really have a whole lot to do with, uh, you know, outer space. Well, without spoiling my list, let's just say I've got a lot of ranks – to go through so I can research this. All right. Well, uh, uh, I'm here with the Bobcats um, because it's generic and it's just kind of a big cat. You know, doesn't – yeah, it's – you know, and it's – of all the different cats that are mascots, it's probably the weakest besides Weak. the generic wild cat because that actually doesn't mean anything. So, all right, Josh, uh, let's get to the top half of the bracket. Yeah, I've got the eagles of Eastern Michigan. Uh, I just like the symbolism of the bird. I do wish uh, Eastern Michigan was one of the first-generation schools that uh, quickly changed their mascot without much fight. I'm curious if the tribe would have been uh, more inclined to listen to them. 
Were they, uh, were they the Hurons? They were the Hurons, which is a, you know, it's a great name. It's a tribe that was in Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania area. Uh, it fits really well. I just, uh, I know they really, um, you know, some schools just quickly switched immediately, you know, way back before the NCAA even had it be a mandate. Some schools just felt it was not politically correct. So I don't know why they changed the name. I don't know if they can go back, but uh, the Eagles, as they are now, get just barely top half. All right. Coach? Well, um, I don't know why. Uh, but the Bobcats, maybe above the Rockets, I'm, I'm not really sure why. Maybe it's just because – uh, Toledo just didn't seem in- inspiring, but Ohio did. I don't know. Um, this was kind of like the run of the list where I was just kind of like, eh, this sounds good. Eh, this sounds good. Eh, this sounds good. So I'm going to go Bobcats here. Um, All right. Well, I've got uh, I got the ponies here, uh, the Broncos um, here start to start off the um, as, as my as my sixth seed. Um, you know, wild horses. You know, but again, still kind of just a horse. Um, if um, of course, of, of course. But if they if they were the Western Michigan Little Sebastians, then <laughs> they might be number one. But um, sorry, guys, and you're gonna you have to work a little bit harder for that. Yes, you do. All right, Josh, number five. The Fighting Frank Soliches, Ohio Bobcats. Okay. All right, uh, I'm gonna go with doubles. The Bulls, not those Bulls, though. Um, Bulls on Parade, Univers- the State University of New York at Buffalo, or Buffalo. I'm gonna go with the Bulls here. Um, I think it's uh, more than just a more than just a cow. Um, just wave some red in front of it. Um, they don't um, they don't make it a huge event when you run with these things in, in Pamplona. So, uh, you know, they had to be some sort of tough tough animal. Yep, um, I'm actually right with you there, Coach. I've got the Bulls coming in at number five as well. And I like uh, the saying, uh, "Don't get mad at the bull. Don't get mad at the bull for giving the horns when you mess with it, or something like that." No, you mess with, mess the, bull, with the bull and you get the horns. The horns. Yes. There yeah. You go. All right, Josh. Row that boat, baby. Broncos. Uh, admittedly a little generic, but this league for me has a lot of generic names and really crappy names. So they get uh, they get to be in the upper half of a pretty weak field. Row, row, row yeah. your boat gently down. Oh. Um, all right. My next one, my highest ranked generic name um, is the Huskies. I just kind of like the way that rolls off the tongue. I like, you know, Huskies are very – tough they can withstand really cold temperatures and um you know they can pull the sled and all that they stuff stand living in DeKalb Illinois that's tougher than anything you've mentioned so far exactly that that takes mental toughness right there alone so no I, I like the Huskies I think it's you know you could say you know you could say yeah, Bulldogs but no you, you know, I like the Terriers I like the Terriers I like the Huskies Oh, I thought you were going VU for a second. You like Albany? You like Albany, the Great Danes? Yeah. And then Wofford, the Wofford Terriers. That's not I was thinking Boston University Terriers, but uh, uh-huh. uh, well, I have uh, the Golden uh, – here in uh, fourth place, I have, the, I have the Golden Flashes. Would have been higher if it was the Golden Flash um, or just the Flash, but Golden Flashes uh, – <laughs> Big point for uh, big points for me for the fact that it's a unique name, um, and uh, you know I actually I actually like the color scheme. I like their their, their take on blue and gold. Um, so um, I'm just going to leave it at that. So all right, bronze medal. Bronze medal. Uh, I've been consistently high with this nickname. I think that out of all the millions and millions of birds you can choose. Picking a super smart one, a super fast one, a super badass one is pretty cool. And for whatever reason, not many teams do it. Uh, so I've got the Bowling State Falcons. Bowling Green State Falcons? What did I call them? Bowling, Bowling State. State Green Falcons? <laughs> yes. <Whoa. laughs> 
I renamed their university. I've got that kind of power. They, from now on, they are the Bowling Stage Green Falcons. <laughs> and we're off the rails. But they're um, keeping the orange and brown color scheme. Yes. All right, Coach. Well, uh, my bronze medalist is the Golden Flashes. Um, I think it's very extremely unique. Uh, I really kind of, you know, and again, you touched on the uh, on the uh, color scheme. I guess if it's good enough for Nick Saban, for me. Um, but in all seriousness, I, I, I like. Uh, I think it's really, really uh, unique. Uh, and you know, that, that's pretty much it. The first use of golden flashes occurred in 1927, approved by the state or the state, the student body and athletic committee. Um, so yeah. All right. Um... Uh, so I have the Rockets coming in third place for me. Uh, I believe uh, is that the, do I have the high? No, I, I believe Josh will have the highest Rockets. But um, again, even though I don't know what they have to do with Northwest Ohio, um, it's at least something different than a. Uh, I can tell you what they. Have. I can tell you too. I looked it up also. Well, well, Josh, huh? you're, you've got them at number two. I'm guessing. I do have them at number so two. So why don't you explain? It's a perfect segue. Alrighty. So, as we all know, in the olden days of football, all the best programs were private schools. And uh, back in the 20s, this was no different. Toledo had, went to Pittsburgh to take on the Carnegie Institute of Technology, who was super-duper heavily favored. And Toledo was such, like, a scrub school. They didn't even have a nickname. They were just Toledo. Um and the, As they should. Yeah, the game was surprisingly close. Um, and what kept Toledo in it was they forced a bunch of turnovers. And on one of the fumbles they forced, a, uh, a Toledo player took it 99 yards for a touchdown. And sports writer remarked that the player, William B. Hook, who returned it, uh, looked like a rocket as he ran down the, uh, the sideline. And so then they started to have Toledo rockets in quotation marks. But after a few games, they dropped the quotation marks and the nickname remained. All right. That's a nice little story. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right, coach, uh, runner up. Runner up silver medalist. Um, after doing some research and, and, uh, Matt, thanks to you, uh, explaining it even further. Uh, the Akron Zips are getting the nod for the silver medal. They, uh, I still think it's an extremely unique um, way of, of naming your team. I kind of like the fact that they I think of the only school that uses a kangaroo. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's cool. I think it's fun. I think it's, you know, in, in, a, in a conference full of Falcons, Cardinals, Red Hawks, Broncos, you know, very generic names. I think it's a, I think it's extremely unique. And, and, and uh, if it weren't for uh, Central Michigan, I, I think this would, this would probably be number one. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, coach. And by process of elimination, we all have the Central Michigan Chippewas as number one. We oh, do. Yeah. We do. Uh, Josh, do you care to explain uh, anything, anything about your choice there? Um, well, I just have always enjoyed when schools honor their local heritage, be it uh, we talked about like the Tennessee Volunteers, whether it's colonial history, Minutemen, like I talked about with Massachusetts, Knowles, if it's a Native American tribe and stuff like that. And you know, Central Michigan kept that heritage uh, with the with the Chippewas, but. Um, when I was looking it up, because there's always kind of for every story of a university having a good uh, partnership or a bad partnership, it's always interesting to see where the school stands. And obviously, if they still have the nickname, they're in good standing with the tribe. So, you know, I double checked it. And um, when there was the growing, uh, you know, mentality of this is kind of weird to name our sporting events after these people that we weren't very good to for hundreds of hundreds of years, 
Uh, a lot of schools changed in the first wave in the 70s and 80s. I know that's when the Hurons changed. But the Chippewas, um, you know, they faced a lot of pressure to change, but they decided to go the opposite route. They uh, developed special education programs with local tribes. Um, they've done a lot of good for, you know, Native American research, things like that. And um, the offensive aspects that the school had, they did drop. They used to have uh, a more stereotypical mascot and stuff. They got rid of that. So, um, you know, in addition to being a local heritage name, the way they've reached out to the tribe, I think, is a cool story. And well done, Central Michigan. All right. Well, Josh, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so I'm just going to say ditto. Nice. Plus, plus, like, the Knolls can be shortened, the Seminoles can be shortened. Chips is kind of cool, too, how you can shorten it. So, Yes. California Highway Patrol? Yes. See what I did there? Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. All right. Um, well, I've got the aggregate rankings for us. Um, it's a no surprise to anyone coming in dead last is the Miami Redhawks followed by the Cardinals of Ball State, uh, the Eagles of Eastern Michigan, um, the Northern Illinois Huskies, the Bowling, the bowling State Green Falcons, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Western Michigan Broncos, the uh, State University of New York at Buffalo Bulls, um, the Ohio, University of Ohio Bobcats, um, the, uh, the Golden Flashes of Kent State University, uh, the Akron Zips, uh, the University of Toledo Rockets coming in number two, and number one, the Central Michigan Chippewas. As much as we all loved the chips... If UMass was still a part of the league, you would have had him at number one like me, right? Without a doubt. Easily. Yeah. It wouldn't have even been close. So we're just oh, going to... So, wait. So Matt loves American symbols of violence, but not our bird. Okay, good to know. It's only because of uh, that college in Beacon Hill. <laughs> So, um, all right, let's get to the greatest. I'm going to be a little biased, obviously, but I think this is the greatest league of nicknames possible. There's really, there's really only two that I don't like. Twelve through one are brilliant. Uh, You mean the SEC is not the best? The SEC only has three nicknames because they have ten tigers and five bulldogs. True. Um, so, okay, uh, I'm in complete agreement. This is the most original um, and most regionally culturally appropriate nicknames of any league. Um, and, you know, it's – and with the best mascots. And I'm not, I'm not supposed to take mascots into account here, but also some of the best mascots in the country. Um, not that we're biased at all, Josh. So, no. um, well um, – I think I think I think Coach agrees, and he's not biased. No, not at all. I, I think, in all seriousness, this is this is probably the my favorite conference as far as nicknames go. I think it's the most unique. I looked at the list and, and said, "Oh Lord, I'm going to have a hard yeah, time." It, you got to make some tough decisions there. Um, I assume we all have the Wildcats of Northwestern as dead last. Yeah, you would be wrong. Oh, Scarlet Knights. Yes. Stupid color attached to generic nickname is still worse than Wildcats. Oh, see, I not in my eyes. Because, it, because it's not generic color. It is at, least, at least Scarlet is, it's not like they're like the Red Knights. If it was the Red Knights, I would understand it. But Scarlet Knights, Scarlet, unique color. No one else is calling them Scarlet anything besides the Scarlet letter. Yeah, um, it's, it's, real, it's real funny that a school like Rutgers is being presumptuous about their color. Here's my rationale between generic color and generic name. It takes at least two brain cells to put that together, whereas Wildcats just takes one. <laughs> wow. That, you know what? Amen. Amen to that. Should we just stop the show now? <laughs> Do we need it's been a good run, you guys. <laughs> we can retire on, and, and sit on our millions with that. 
<laughs> okay, well, uh, Coach, you've got Wildcats as last. I got the Wildcats as last. Josh has got the Wildcats as second to last. I used yep. my last brain cell to come up with that explanation, uh, so I'm done, guys. All right. I'll see you uh, later. Corey, Scarlet Lights, second to last? Uh, Well, no, I was going to go. Okay, what you yeah, got? I was going to go, well, I know this is not a popular choice, but I was going to go Spartans. Okay. Mm. Um, rationale? Rationale, it's still, um, I think Scarlet Knights, I think Knights is kind of a cool nickname, and uh, Scarlet is, you know, an interesting take on the color red. Um, Spartans, I, you know, albeit I really love this mascot, um, I don't think they're, you know, I think the only true terrible mascot is the Wildcats, so... Any name I say, it's like pretty much like a, it's pretty much after that like a twelve way tie for first. All right, so. all right. Uh, I got the Scarlet Knights coming in second to last um, for the for the usual rationale. Um, so, all right, Josh. Now let's get into the good stuff. Yeah, um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to accuse me as an Iowa person and a Wisconsin alum of being super duper biased in this opinion, but golden gophers, um, the golden golden part comes from, you know, honoring when their team was really, really good. And the gopher part comes from it being the gopher state, but it feels a little childish now, a hundred years after the nickname was cool. A gopher animal, as we know, is basically a large rodent. It just it just doesn't work for me, even with the cool history, if you feel like looking up what the mascot is all about. Okay. Okay. Coach? Um, well, I, I know I went through all that whole spiel about the Scarlet Knights, but they're my third to last. Or they're my next <laughs> Um, I have uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes as my third to last. It's a tree. It's a tree. Sorry, guys. At the end of the day, it's still a tree with, like, a weird-looking nut. Like, you know, sorry. That that just – it doesn't do it for me. Can we say that on on the family show? Yeah, that's what it has. The buck nut. So, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. It's a tree. So, Josh? Uh, Nitty Lions. It's, why? as far as I know, it, is it made up? There's, like, no animal actually called a Nitty so, Lion. What there is is that there is Mount Nittany is near um, uh, college or State College, Pennsylvania. And there are mountain lions were indigenous to that area until they got killed off in the 1880s. Um, yeah. Oh, so that is sort of where it comes from. But I agree, it's not a real thing. So there's, there used to be prairie in the state of Iowa, and at some point, dinosaurs were roaming around the Midwest. Why doesn't Iowa go as the prairie pterodactyls? I mean, that would be awesome. Makes as much sense as Penn State. The prairie. Get dactyls. it out. Get it out. The prairie, the prairie dactyls. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Coach. Buckeyes. Matt, for everything you said. They're just a tree. Um, Albeit, um, and then I think their their philosophy on helmet stickers is that if you up and you didn't die that day, you get a helmet sticker, which is a Buckeye, which kind of looks like a pot leaf. So, um, I'm going to go with Buckeyes here at the end of the day. As you said, Matt, they're just a tree. It is just a tree. All right, Josh, keep moving. I oh, sorry, I to give yours. Yes, I had to give mine, which is the Spartans of Michigan State. Um, just lose points for not being terribly original. Although when someone does say Spartans, we do think of Michigan State. Um, we're not thinking San Jose State or anyone else. Um, but still, the mascot's pretty cool, but Spartans – you can do a little. I, I think in in, in in other conferences, this would be much higher. But you know, yeah, it's still a really cool nickname. I don't don't 
Don't get it twisted. As, as no, as don't get it twisted at all. This this is a this is a top three nickname in most conferences, but in the Big Ten, you're in you're in the bottom half. So, yeah. all right, Josh. Well, when you are nicknamed after something that makes for a delicious soup, you're not going to be ranked too high. The Merlin Terrapins. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, it's a fancy way to say turtle. Hello, you're listening to the dog. Oh, that's my bad. This is a bi-weekly. Oh, no, sorry about that. Oh, no, what is happening? I started to bring a note up on my iPad. Gareth Reynolds has no idea what And I didn't know that there was still sound. Nailed it. All right, sorry about that. Is this the first commercial break in show history? Yes. I think it might be. I believe that Sorry that, was about that. that was a commercial uh, for the dollop, I believe. Yeah, just just made you uh, do some editing. Sorry about that. That's all good. Um, my, my phone is out of battery power, and I, I had my iPad nearby. I was going to look up uh, an origin story for when I rank another team. Sorry about that. No worries. All right. Uh, coach? Man, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought there. Um, I'm going to start my run on uh, – on rodents, so I'm going to go with the Golden Gophers here. Um, Josh did a good job of explaining the significance of it, um, albeit it is really cool that they kind of just, like, give a shout-out to their to their state, but uh, their mascot's still a gopher. It, it is still a large rat. Um, I've got the Nittany Lions here coming in uh, uh, number 10. Um, because again, it's a made up thing. It doesn't actually exist. So, all right, uh, Josh, it's uh, number nine. Oh, uh, well, it's pretty generic, but I still liked it better than the other ones. So it's Michigan state, but you can't go too much farther than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, well, next is going, I'm going to go with the, Man, this is like tough now. I'm like every every decision I'm I'm gonna like second guess it here. I'm gonna go with the Nittany Lions. Um, I didn't find a better spot for them. Uh, I think it's kind of cool. They're they're the Mountain Lions, but again, it's just kind of like a made up version of the Mountain Lions. So um, the Nittany Lions kind of fall right here. So that's where I'm going with them. All right. Um, I have the University of Illinois fighting Illini. Um, here and they, uh, you know, we, we, we've talked uh, ad nauseum on this podcast about uh, Native American nicknames, um, but they do not have the support of um, the descendants of the Alani tribe, uh, which are actually the Peoria Indians who were relocated to Oklahoma, uh, which is sort of what led to the demise of the chief Illinois mascot. So we don't need to get into that sort of history here today, but uh, from in my book, they get major points off for that. Well, I've got them as my next team. So this is a good segue because, um, because on my blog, uh, I did a behind the nickname series, like two years ago, three years ago, maybe I'll rerun it. It was a good series, but um, you're half right. And it's very confusing because, um, Chief Illawick was designed off of Peoria traditions and stuff, but the fighting Illini and why they still get to use it is because there is actually no tribe as the Illini, but they called, um, an army unit that went off to World War One the fighting Illini. And so they got to keep that as their name, but they had to get rid of any of the Native American trapping. So it's it's a whole muddled system, but either way, I don't have them ranked very high. I've got them eighth. Hmm. <clears throat> well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm same thing. I think we all, all, all are in agreement right there. I think they fit in right perfectly right there, kind of in the middle. Um, I think it's kind of a unique take on it. They don't have the support of the tribe, uh, they, but they did get rid of all their Indian um, references, and uh, I think they're just kind of still now hanging on to the fact that they are uh, referring to the World War I uh, deployed soldiers, as Josh just said. So 
Um, I think it's pretty cool, um, but in this conference, it's not not good enough. All right. Um, well, uh, I then here have the Cornhuskers of the University of Nebraska. Um, they, at other times, uh, the uh, Nebraska teams were also called the Hawkeyes, strangely enough, the Antelopes, the Old Gold Knights, the Bug Eaters, and the Man-Killing Mastodons. If they were the Nebraska, Nebraska Man-Killing Mastodons, they, they, they would run away with greatest mascot in the country. It would not even be close. But alas, yeah. the Cornhuskers and someone who is a Cornhusker shucks corn. Um, so kind of losing points there on the, on, the, on the legitimacy scale. Yeah. Josh? Well, this is why this league is so tough, because this next nickname for me would stand in contention of a lot of leagues, I have a feeling, and um, it's a shame that they finished seventh in the Big Ten, but I've got the Purdue Boilermakers. Um, I know they are an engineering school. I know that the, you know, the engineering aspect of a train, building a train, whatever, et cetera, uh, fits with their culture. They've got a great logo. Uh, although kind of goofy and funny, they still have kind of a cool mascot, the uh, the Purdue Pete guy. But, man, this is such a tough league that um, as cool as Purdue is, they don't even crack the top half. All right. Coach? Uh, the Turpins. Uh, the Fighting Turtles. Fear Everything. the Turtle. Fear the Turtle. Everything that Josh said, still a turtle. The only turtle I fear is the Teenage Mutant kind. Uh, <laughs> well, no rough for that? I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm you know, I was I was weird because I was the only one, only kid I know whose favorite Ninja Turtle was Donatello. Apparently that was the, not the right choice. But um, I liked Raphael. Raphael actually is the right choice, it turns out, but I really liked Donatello when I was a kid. So, um, as you can imagine, Josh, our college roommate was really into Michelangelo. Um, Ben? Strangely uh, enough, Raphael might be my favorite artist out of those four, also. Um,. Yeah, I, 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 you know, quite frankly, I can't, I can't go into the art too much because I probably wouldn't be able to discern, well, I probably would not be able to discern them. Um, but I, we, <laughs> I've got the Golden Gophers here, um, uh, right here in uh, uh, whatever this is, the seventh spot. Um, you know, I, I don't really need to sort of say much more than what you guys have said already on the on the goofs. But um, I do like the fact that they, because they are the Gophers State, they, they are the Golden Gophers. Um, but, um, again, it is just kind of a large rat. So, all right, let's keep it rolling. Well, I'm going to stay uh, near Purdue, and I've got the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, again, I love the connection to the state. I love how there's a murkiness about no one really knows what a Hoosier is or where the origin is. But for whatever reason, people from that, when it was just a territory and then a state, just they were known as Hoosiers. And anyone from Indiana is a Hoosier. And so it makes sense that the flagship university there would have that nickname. But can't go uh, too far up because this is a great conference. All right. Coach? All right. Uh, I'm going to fit in the Cornhuskers right here. Um, I think it's – you know, at the end of the day, they're farmers, and albeit farmers are very uh, smart, very savvy, um, they're, they're tough, but intimidating, no. Unique, yes, and in most conferences, it would probably finish a little bit higher, but um, the Cornhuskers are going to fall in this next slot for me. All right. Um, uh, Josh, you and I are in agreement here. I've got, I've got the Hoosiers as well. Uh, coming in at number six, um, you know, not much more to add there. Like you said, murky, murky past. Um, but you know, it's also, you know, great basketball movie. So, you know, anytime I can get, I, I can associate Hackman with something. It's a good time. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Josh, let's, uh, let's start the top five. Top five, Nebraska corn huskers. Uh, you guys have, 
articulated it very well. I guess it just speaks to me a pinch more because I uh, I ranked it a pinch higher than each of you. All right. Uh, Coach? Well, uh, for me, I'm going to go Wolverines here. Um, It's a fierce, small creature that would rip your face off, but it's probably about as – I don't know a whole lot about the actual animal Wolverines, but um, it's still. Do you know more about the X Men Wolverines? Yes, I know about the I know about Wolverine, and he's he's the most he's the baddest one of them all. So um, they're number five for me. All right. Um, I have the Boilermakers coming in at number five. Um, I am. Uh, you know, with, with, with Purdue being an engineering school, it's just such a natural match. And they're not just like the Purdue engineers. So the Purdue Boilermakers, there's a specificity to it um, that I just really, really like. And I think it's just, it's, it's a perfect match. So, um, all right, number four. Well, this puts me in a very awkward position because you guys rank them so lowly. But uh guess I have the unfortunate business of defending the Ohio State University Buckeyes. Uh, First time for everything, I guess, because Lord knows I do not really enjoy Ohio State. But uh, we've talked about the connection to the states. Ohio is the Buckeye State. This is a moniker that dates back to 1788. How about that for some history? So, uh, people from Ohio are Buckeyes. Make sense for the flagship university to have that. I do find it cool also that if you're going to be a tree, might as well be a tree that produces a poisonous nut. I <laughs> uh, think that's a good little twist. It would be like the Ohio State poison ivy. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I know it is a tree. I know it's a tree. I know it's a nut. But it just works for me. All right. I mean, I disagree, but we are going to have to agree to disagree here. Corey? I'm going to go Hoosiers. Um, I kind of I kind of think it's cool that uh, they have a very vague uh, reference to their state. Um, nobody, The fact that nobody knows what it is provides a lot of great mystery to actually what they are. So I'm going to go Indiana Hoosiers here. All right. Uh, I have uh, – I have – I'm fear, I fear the turtle at number four. Uh, terrapins. It is a unique way to say turtle. I know you guys might say, oh, it's just a turtle. But, it's, but terrapins allows them to have multiple nicknames. It allows them to be the terrapins or the terps or fear the turtle. So, um, you know, and Testudo is a great name for a mascot. I, I will give them this kind of credit. If they weren't in the big – if they were still in the ACC, they might be number one. Um, but uh, – I think they'd be number two in the ACC behind Wake Forest. True. That is true. Uh, and I will give them credit here, too. Um, in Athens, there's a beer company named Terrapin Beer Company, and their beer is really good. So I'll give them credit. All right, all right, all right. All right. Um, Josh, bronze medal. Uh, a bad-ass animal. The Wolverines. I mean – there are countless scary animals around that'll rip your face off, but Wolverine rolls off the tongue. Wolverine is a cool animal. It's fun to say. You immediately know what you're talking about. I mean, the Michigan sharks or great white sharks is just as scary, but it doesn't roll off the tongue. Love that nickname. And by the way, really these top Four for me are all strong contenders for when we do an aggregate top ten for me. That's how much I like all of them, even the Buckeyes, as much as you guys reigned on that parade. All right, Coach. Bronze medals for me is uh, is another one of my favorite uh, small creatures that will rip your face off. It is not the Wolverines, but it is the Badgers. Ooh. Badgers, right. Badgers coming in as my as my bronze medalist. Um, and, uh, yes. 
All right. Well, I have the Hawkeyes of the University of Iowa coming in at number three. Um, I will cede. That's any- offensive, good sir. That is offensive. I will cede any and all conversation about the Hawkeyes to Josh, um, where I assume whenever he decides to talk about them, whether that is at two or one. But you'll have to wait one more round. I've got the Wisconsin Badgers at number two. A great badass animal. The other thing that's cool, though, is it's not just the animal. Yes, we all know Bucky the Badger, and it's easy to have it as the animal. But when I was researching stuff, it seemed like it was actually a name given in honor to the mining heritage of the state and that the miners dug like badgers. And that was the origin. And then because it's kind of weird to have a miner as your logo when everyone knows you as an animal, that's when they then went to the more Bucky Badger animal style. But both origin stories are equally awesome. And just like Wolverines, I mean, there are millions upon millions of awesome animals. And somehow Michigan and Wisconsin picked two super unique animals that no other school has. And if any other school does have, they're going to look like idiots. I mean, New Mexico State Wolverines doesn't quite work. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Coach, who's your runner-up? My runner-up is the Boilermakers. Um, I I think it's an incredibly unique nickname. I know you guys probably uh, didn't rank them as high as I did. Um, For some reason, I just really like the fact that they're engineers and, and, and they're talking about being trained engineers. So... Um, it's, it's really unique. Uh, the color scheme is good. Um, the fact that I was going, I was driving to the capital one bowl, my sophomore year of college and the Purdue super fans in the, uh, in the train truck, uh, drove beside me all the way down the interstate. I thought it was, uh, that was really cool. Um, so I, I, I've always liked that nickname. Uh, did they, did they blow any, did they blow their little train whistles? They did, and they said, and they just kept saying more than that. You know what their first down cheer is? This is offensive, by the way. Boiler This up. might, no, when they get a first down, all 500 of their fans have this cheer, and it's one, two, three, four, first down Purdue. And they do it regardless of what down they got the first down on. So, it makes no sense. All I know is that they go boiler up, boiler up. Yeah. You can do that a million times during the game. I appreciate the crickets, by the way, for me saying all 500 of their fans. It sounded just as loud as Ross 8 Stadium when I made that joke. Uh, that sounds about right because, Josh, you know how to get to Ross 8 Stadium? You go to the cornfield and you turn left. Yep. That's what the, the gas station told us to do. All right. Um, My my runner-up is uh, the aforementioned Wolverines of the University of Michigan. Um, I have have the two very fierce – I have the two fiercest animals that love to tear your face off at the top. Um, And, you know, the Wolverines obviously are just a classic, classic nickname with a great color scheme, a fantastic mascot, just – it's, it's great all around. I mean, it, you're, you're splitting hairs here in top three as far as I'm concerned. So, um, all right, Josh. Well, uh, by process well, of elimination. Gold, gold medal. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw mine out there, and I'm going to let Josh do the honors of explaining it. Um, the Hawkeyes, for me, is number one. And, Josh, take it away. Well, this is an honor to all the horrible, horrible fans Usually it's Minnesota fans who do this chant of what's a Hawkeye, what's a Hawk? Yeah, well, here's the answer, because evidently y'all don't know how to pick up a book. So Iowa is the Hawkeye State. How do we get that name? Uh, ever hear of Last of the Mohicans? It's like one of the most famous books. It's an early, early bestseller for, of American literature. Hugely important. The title character from it is Hawkeye Pierce. So you can't read in Minnesota. No, they're too busy talking about golden gophers. They're too busy showing their snow. Yes. It is difficult to get book on tape. They don't have any Walkmans in Minnesota. It's just, it's difficult for them. The Walkmans get frozen up there. (laughs) 
They might have it on. Hey. They might have it on eight track. That that gets. They frozen might. Too. <laughs> they might have it on eight track. Um, Matt, that gets frozen too. But but um, yeah, so that book came out in the eighteen twenties. Uh, a few years later, Iowa was a territory. Some uh, some people uh, down in the good town of Burlington. Uh, they were uh, working on a newspaper, and they decided to change the name. And they thought, hey, this book's still really popular. Let's go as the Burlington Hawkeye. And everyone in the state was like, holy crap, that is awesome. Let's call ourselves Hawkeyes. Let's be the Hawkeye State. So it went from a literary character to territorial nickname to state nickname to, like we said with Indiana, like we said with a lot of these schools, flagship university, they uh, they get the nickname. They get the first crack at the state nickname. And uh, it's just, it's so unique. It's, I mean, it's based on the character of a novel. And the fact that Iowa's Writers Workshop is one of their most famous programs, it's cool how that all worked together with a literary character and having a good writing program worked out perfectly. And uh, I hold that up against any nickname in the entire country based on this origin story. Well, Josh, for me, you have to hold it up against your number two in the conference because the Badgers are my number one. You guys have already explained. I don't need to go into more detail about it. Um, Yeah, I am a homer. Deal with it. Um, But on aggregate, we have a very interesting aggregate here. So uh, coming in dead last, the Wildcats of Northwestern, second to last. Uh, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, followed by the Michigan State Spartans, Penn State Nittany Lions, um, then a tie uh, here um, at the a number tie for first. <laughs> no, a, a tie for fifth to last um, between <laughs> Minnesota Golden Gophers and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, nice. Followed by the Illini, Maryland Terrapins, uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers come in fifth, Purdue Boilermakers fourth, Michigan Wolverines third, Wisconsin Badgers second, and the Iowa Hawkeyes are number one. So Hawkeyes number one in the toughest conference. Uh, they're going to be pretty tough to beat when we get to um, the all-told top ten. So, um, any final words for you guys tonight? Uh, honorable mention uh, for the area out of the uh, Missouri Valley Conference is the Western Illinois Leathernecks. <laughs> Didn't I talk about them a couple weeks ago? You did, but I want to mention them as oh, okay. I, I do it by area. Um, oh. Okay. I, I usually pick the FCS conference that is uh, close to the area. Noticed how, like, I did the. Uh, the Tennessee state schools when we talked SEC and I did, you know, the West coast schools when we talked Pac 12 and mountain West. And that's kind of how I was rolling there. All right, Josh, you probably did, but I'm going to make mention of again <laughs> because it's almost as good as lumberjacks. The Stephen F Austin lumberjacks. Let's see how many times we can mention them uh, consecutively in podcasts. All right, Josh, any final, final thoughts? Well, I mean, I guess if we're going to stick in uh, the good state of Iowa, here's some good uh, regional nicknames that we also have. Our only Division II athletic university, the Upper Iowa Peacocks. Uh, very surprising to find out that Peacocks are not indigenous to the great state of Iowa. Um, but one that I do like, two that I like, actually, from uh, the little – Iowa Athletic Conference, these are all D3 schools, but uh, the really big enclave in Pella, Iowa, of a certain nationality. So Central College goes by the Dutch. And I don't know if the same thing is true in Decorah, Iowa, but Luther College goes as the Norse. How's that for a rivalry? The old Dutch versus Norse. Norse. I love it. And I think that is a great... I think that's a great place to end uh, tonight's episode. Um, so thank you. <laughs> on the Dutch. <laughs> on, the, uh, on the Dutch. Um, We're going to Dutch oven it. <laughs> there needs to be a school called the Dutch Lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> the Lumber Dutch. 
The Lumber Dutch. No, um, it would be the Dutch Tulip Jacks. <laughs> oh, God, the Tulip Jacks. Oh, oh no. I cut, I cut down flowers for my job. Tulip so they're, so they're basically corn huskers. Yes. Um, so, all right, well. Um, they're corn jacks. For us tonight, on behalf of uh, Josh Cook and on behalf of the coach, Corey Burton, this is the professor, Matt Perkins, saying so long and see you next time on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. To get in touch with the show, email us at illegalmotionpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at illegal underscore motion. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.